0: Hey y'all, it's Jason here with Goodness Steak Season. You can order your bottle or bottles at bringthetasty.com. Goodness Steak Season is good on anything. It's even good on chicken, good on pork, heck, it's even good on fish. Now, here's Fish at Six. So much to do, we gotta do it early. Fish at Six, I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter, and yes, we opened up the box today from the Uncle Fish store, and look what we have here, the bucket hat, Texas Coast offense and just a subtle Uncle Fish shirt. Nice! Check out the Uncle Fish store below. No time to waste tonight. Uh, Top 10, and it includes the Cowboys just moments ago releasing their first official depth chart. Uh, Our friend Kelly was playing with us on Twitter just a moment ago at Fish Sports. If you want to follow us on social media, Fish Sports on uh, Facebook and on Twitter. You can also get this broadcast in podcast form. You can see the link below. And, of course, the Uncle Fish store, the link below as well. Um, the depth chart is not insignificant. And we're going to walk through it. Offense, defense. Three surprises on offense. Three surprises on defense. It's not like the PR department just goes willy-nilly with whatever it wants. So I'm going to say, "Well, oh, there's the six bongs uh i'm going to say that usually it's coaching staff influenced okay because listen you don't want the pr department to put uh, my micah, uh, micah parsons at defensive end if this coaching ever what are you doing list him as a linebacker we don't want the other teams to think of as a defensive end uh, nor do you want to go you know what let's let the pr department have they like kelvin joseph let's make Joseph. no we gotta we gotta find some way to do it as right as possible what i like about the this bucket hat unlike the big super flappy one which i the big gilligan one this one you can almost turn into a derby little frank sinatra (laughs) hoboken coast offense with frank sinatra so here we go uh top 10 Hot, not hot, just regular takes. They are fact-based opinions. There's nothing hot about them. They're just, they're just damn good, and they're straight, dope, no bullshit. And here we go to the offensive side of the depth chart. And surprise is probably a little strong. I, will, I uh, uh, but there's some nuggets here. So this is gonna be three inside item one on offense and then three inside item two on offense. That's bonus items that you get tonight. So item 1A, you get 12 starters listed. So a third receiver is tabbed as the starter. That's often the case. And yes, Michael Gallup is that third guy, but that makes 11, so who's the extra extra? The starting tight end is listed as Jake Ferguson but the team also lists Peyton Henderson as a starting tight end. So the Cowboys starting offense. Hey, Sugar, here to produce. Are you here to observe, help, or produce? Oh, just shut up the cat. All right. Thank you. Uh, What film noir do you have brewing tonight? I don't know. Is it Outland? No, not Outlanders. Not outrageous Outlander. Uh, So... Michael Gallup is the third receiver and he's a starter. And the Cowboys have two tight ends and they're starters as well. And yes, we will get to Schoon in a moment. Item 1B. What about Zach Martin? Oh, Jerry. (laughs) Jerry meets the media today. And we've got the story up on uh, CowboysSI.com. And it's damn good. And it's about the mindset. Now, this isn't meant to be insulting. It's just about the mindset. And you've heard coaches, you know, Bill Belichick does this all the time. Hey, we don't talk about players who aren't here. Whether that's the guy we haven't signed or an injured guy, we don't talk about the And that's And that, that's a coaching thing as old as the Hills. We only talk about the players who are with us. But Jerry is borrowing a page from that as the new ownership credo during the contract holdout of a member of the Dallas Cowboys, who one colleague believes is the best player in the NFL. Sidebar, uh, Lindstrom, the great guard in Atlanta. And again, nobody does what we do. The 75 member staff interviewed Lindstrom. That's right, and asked him about Zach Martin. And that story is at cowboyssi.com, and he says, He's not just the best guard in the NFL, he's the best player in the NFL. Zach Martin is the best player in the NFL. Chew on that. So here's Jerry. And there's some Jones word salad in here. So because I've been translating Jerry for 34 years, I think I can help us out. Uh, Mr. Media, now you realize uh, that not having him here, uh, just between us girls, it could happen. Talk about like an injury. On the next play. So you got to put that one on and say you just move on. You just move on here without him. You do what? Jerry's not saying the organization is moving on with Zach Martin, without Zach Martin. He's not saying they don't care about Zach Martin. He's saying, I'm just looking at it like Zach Martin's hurt. So who's the next guy to play right guard? It's a little cold and a little brutal when the coach does that. Uh, I'm not going to talk about uh, uh, the player who's not here with us right now. He's not, but this is an interesting wrinkle. Zach Martin, by the way, I think it's up. I've got it up to 10 practices now. No, is it more than that? It's Tuesday to Tuesday. we We've got to add it up. I mean we're closing in on a million dollars and Jerry's saying basically uh my mindset is that Zach Martin's just injured (laughs) okay and item three on the offensive depth chart three B I should say three B what's the running back pecking order behind Tony Pollard it's interesting and again the PR department does not get to make this up by itself Rico malik rojo deuce Lipke. now uh well we'll do a little injury update here as we go rojo unavailable today i'm not playing tony pollard on saturday so we're gonna get a chance to see who separates who from whom and rojo's got a groin and that's not good because they need to see him they're not giving him a job i just Show up in week three, we're fine. So Pollard sitting alongside Dak Prescott with a ball cap, maybe, maybe Dak will wear this hat and a clipboard. That's good, but the running back pecking order, that's not unsubstantial. Now, item two, any notables on the defensive chart? Yes, as a matter of fact, I've got three of them. Item 2B, Jonathan Hankins listed ahead of rookie Mozzie Smith as a starter but guess who's listed as a second-team defensive tackle? Mm-hmm. Sir sir. Item 2B, Dorrance Armstrong, Demarcus Lawrence, starting defensive ends. Hey, wait, where's Micah? Did he already disappear to Africa? No, he's listed as a starting linebacker, linebacker alongside Leighton Van Dresch and item 2c in the secondary bland is that 12 starter all of the three-headed monsters at safety listed as starters izzy is listed as the fourth safety kelvin joseph is listed as a reserve nickel and guess who i think is kind of listed as the third corner even though obviously bland would move over there eric scott jr is listed as the third corner so one more time is this an unofficial depth chart yes but it's a depth chart and just because it's unofficial doesn't mean it's insignificant now that's a lot of items and we're only to item three the martin mindset what i care about right at this moment if i'm you because they are this is a stalemate is Zach Martin sitting around eating bonbons? And my understanding is no, he is ferociously in the gym. That suggests to me that well, it's like he sent his text last week to the fellas, "I'll be there soon." Now I don't know what "soon" means, <laughs> but I do believe that that when Zach Martin shows up eventually, uh, that he shows up ready to roll. I also I've been asked this question a lot. What about a divorce i just don't know how you do it uh, uh, i'm gonna ask people inside the building well they're inside the, they're inside the compound now but people from inside the building who are inside the compound how could you divorce him and i think the answer is kind of you kind of couldn't <coughs> item three so they cut uh this caino today and they're making a sound that that means that aubrey did wait whoa whoa Aubrey didn't do anything. Aubrey did not win a job. Let's not fool ourselves here. James Havens, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to the Uncle Fish Premium? Circle in the star. Ask the fellows, they'll show you how. Fish, what's going on with Kicker? I think they're playing trick dick'em. dick I think they're trying to talk themselves into something that's not true. Here's Jerry's quote on the McKinney, Texas soccer player, Brandon Aubrey, who by the way, I've had some great conversation with Chris Bonio, who coached him in the USFL last year. Chris Bonio is a fan. I'm not knocking Brandon Aubrey. I'm saying you're really You're gonna roll into New York, you're ready today to roll into New York against the Giants on Sunday night and let Brandon Aubrey win the game for you on a 53-yard kick? No, you're not. That's insane. Here's Jerry's quote on Brandon Aubrey. Uh, We're comfortable. You are not. (laughs) That's preposterous. He says, we're excited about what we've seen. We're excited about how he got here. He's having a real solid camp. Not really. Uh, So we're very comfortable uh, going into the season with him. No, you're not. You're fooling yourself. Uh, I had a great conversation on Twitter with Landon McCool, my friend, who does a great Locked On Cowboys podcast who's saying, you know, if you did Robbie Gold, well, who's going to kick off? And you kind can, you can give this up. Same thing with uh, with the Packers guy, Crosby. Who's going to kick off and can he kick off deep? Well, hey, I'm just trying to make extra points. I mean, we got to start at the start, right? Before we talk about how how's our kicker going to do in grad school, why don't we get our kicker to kindergarten? These kickers can't get through kindergarten. What are we going to do if this? What are you going to do if that? What are you going to do if on Sunday night at New York against the Giants, you can't make an extra point? (laughs) Item five, injury update. Schoon is back, participated, feels good. No Pollard today, uh, personal day, not uh, injury related. Uh, Lamb looked like a day of rest for him, which I'm a fan of. rojo groin problem <laughs> item 6 um i'm not going to get preachy on you and i'm not going to wag my finger this is more of a question because one of the beauties of what we have here among fish heads and cowboy nation uh 65,000 strong is we, we even though we all share the cowboy thing right We're all here in the same place. We might might come from different places, but we've all arrived in the same place. JJ, look at that bucket hat, that is cool. You can get it in the Uncle Fish store right below. Rick A, love your show, Uncle Fish. Thanks for all you do. Max, they won't sign gold for three reasons. He wants too much money, he doesn't want to kick field goals past the 50 and he won't kick off. Yeah. Max, and listen, Max, you're one of my 65,000 best friends. The first part is true. They want to spend $800,000. And those, the three kickers, Crosby, Suckup, and Gould, Gold, I'm sorry, are, used, are they're used to making three and four million. That part's true. I don't know about, I don't know where you're getting the other parts. I mean, if he has to kick off, he'll kick off. But can't, could, can't anger kick off? I don't know all of those answers. I just know that my kickers can't kick. I don't know, you're worried about, first of all, I bet you he can kick 50 yard field goals. I don't think, I don't think uh, we'd have to do some research. Is Mason Crosby ready to kick 63 yard field goals? No, he can kick 43 yard field goals and these guys can't. So item six, so Akib Talib, who's a Dallas guy, and his brother, they're Dallas guys. And you may know some of the background on this. They're coaching nine-year-olds, and I think it was a scrimmage last fall in Lang- Lancaster, or as they call it if you live in Lancaster, Langster. They're coaching nine-year-olds and somebody gets an argument with the ref, that's a catch, not a catch, not a catch. And allegedly, because I don't want anybody to shoot me, Akeem Talib, decade long decorated NFL player who ha- was just starting an NFL career as a broadcaster an, unortho- an orthodox broadcaster. He was, he was talking like Akeem Talib on those NFL network. He was doing color, wasn't he? And he was just being himself. And it was very, it, it, it wasn't journalism school. It was different. So he was going places. Then him and his brother decide they want to get in an argument with the coach on the other team. So allegedly, Akib is the one that starts what became a brawl. Akib's fault, allegedly. His brother, now listen now, these are all 40-year-old men now. His brother pulls out pulls out a gun and starts shooting the other coach, multiple times, including in the back. He's dead. And today, with a plea bargain, Akib Tilib's brother gets sentenced to 37 years in prison. Now, listen, I've lived a relatively you know we all have our ups and downs and our struggles and our you know what am I what am I ever gonna do? and uh, why doesn't that girl like me and why am I fat and why do I have pimples and why, we all have that stuff. I, I did not relative to the way I think the Tully brothers grew up, I, I was wildly privileged, okay and i've I've now known enough people over the course of 40 years covering the NFL who grew up tough that I've tried to understand it. I try to at least be empathetic and I've interviewed uh, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds partly because it's th- th- there's such a great story to be told there and partly because I'm so fascinated by how did you do it? Besides being able to run fast and jump high because a lot, of, a lot of guys who can run fast and jump high who are working at Home Depot. How'd you do it? How'd you make it? It's one of the reasons I go to Jason Garrett's camp in Princeton now every year. And last year, this past year, I brought my son with me. Inner city kids. And Garrett tells them multiple times over the course of that weekend, have you ever seen a place like this and of course they haven't princeton university and he says there's places like this for you he's saying to this 14 year old who never even dreamed of this and this kid gets to walk around on the princeton campus and gets to play catch with uh daniel jones gets to be coached by chris sims But that's 14 year olds. Somebody explain to me how by the time you're 40 and you played in the NFL for 10 years, how are you still on the wrong side of the tracks? I get boss man fat. I don't like it, but I get it. He's one year removed from the old neighborhood. He's, those are still his friends. Based on the countless stories I've been told, the kids grow up together. Hey, if you ever make it, I'll take you with me. If you make it, I'll take you. If we ever get out of here, you're coming with me. And then, now we're 22 and one of us made it. And the next thing you know, you've got yourself an entourage, just like the movie. Doesn't have to be black kids. Doesn't have to be football players. It could be a white kid who wanted to be an actor. If If I can get us out of here, one of us gets us out of here, we're getting out of here. And then we go live in a big house in Malibu, Entourage. But to Tlaib, now you're, I don't know how, he's got to be 38, you're 40 years old. Why are we keeping it real now? You don't have, you don't owe anything to anybody in that neighborhood. Now you run the neighborhood. You're Akeem Tlaib. And, and some volunteer coach is dead because the Tlaib brothers wanted to win a scrimmage with nine-year-olds. Cavante <laughs> Turpin goes one-on-one with Brie Amaranthus and it's great. You can find it only at CowboysSI.com He shows her that he can do a backflip and he says i'm gonna do a backflip when i score a touchdown and this year my goal on special teams is to score four touchdowns brie amaranthus Cavante turpin only at cowboyssi.com that's the way we roll (coughs) item eight Uh, i don't know very much about messi i just know that you know he I mean, it seems like you're you're supposed to score two goals a game as a team in his sport, and he's scoring two goals a game as a person in the MLS. But what a scene that was last night right across the street. And who goes viral? Because, listen, Messi can come to FC Dallas. Messi can come to Dallas. But what goes viral besides him? The second most thing that went viral, Tony Romo and his lovely wife, Candice, friend of the show we're at the game Listen, you could you can get a hundred messies here this is still going to be cowboy country (laughs) item nine I understand anonymous sources I've been there Tommy Buster ignorance breeds anger ignorance what happened to loving got to win that nine-year-old scrimmage Justin Williams five dollar pitch in fish we fly to Texas on Thursday from Germany Plan on stopping by the Maverick Bar while we were in Texas. The Maverick Bar, 1616 Hebron, 16 minutes from anywhere in the Metroplex, a little more than 16 minutes from Germany. But, Justin, uh, uh, shout me out, and let's see if we can't bump bump into each other. Would love to see you at the Maverick Bar or maybe at the game as well. We'll be there, obviously, the 75-member staff in force on Saturday, 4 p.m., AT&T Stadium, and nobody will cover it like CowboysSI.com. That I can promise you. Um, Anonymous source, I get it. Stephen White, why don't we have Messi kick the field goals for the Cowboy? John B, why can't we get a veteran kicker? You can't, you just can't pay him $800,000. Like you're paying these Schlemels. An NFC South coach says that the commanders are the team in the NFC East that's going to really challenge the Giants, not the Cowboys, which means the NFC South coach thinks that the commanders are better than the Cowboys. I will listen to you if you think the Eagles are better than the Cowboys. Legit. I will listen to you if you think the Giants did the right thing and are closing on the two best teams in the division. They did the right. They they, they signed the quarterback. They signed the running back. Washington. Joey Stewart plays. That's why he's coaching in the NFC South. This is where I just wish... I just wish you could put your name on it. And I understand the anonymous coach thing. I get it. I wish I knew the anonymous coach so I could say to him, so if you had to bet your house, you would bet on Washington finishing above Dallas in the division? No, you wouldn't. Based on what? The Cowboys are favored to win week one. I'm pretty sure i haven't even looked it up right am i right the cowboys when it matters always beat washington always beat the giants and always beat the eagles when the teams are healthy and it matters the cowboy's record is almost immaculate in this division i believe the record since 2016 is 32 and 12 30 and 12. You you pick against the Cowboys inside the NFC East. You, it's a fool's errand. <laughs> Item ten. We also got a great story up on cowboyssi.com right now on the 21 club. And we got to make sure we include Ezekiel Elliott in this. Ezekiel Elliott will go down as a great Cowboy 21 arguably but you know what's cool about gilly before he took 21 now i don't know if he called (laughs) z he called dion and dion said go for it now not that dion is in charge of the equipment room but dion could have said you know gilly I, i i don't like the idea but they're friends why would he like it but i like that gilly called dion and I like that Dion said, go take 21. It, it'll fit you. And so far, so good. Um, Ryan L., this is one of my favorite subjects and it's not particularly football, and it's not particularly sports, but it is true. The Talib situation is not racial. The Talib situation is social. has nothing to do with the pigmentation in your skin. In, in almost every society, in the history of man, in every society, in the history of man, there is a so-called underclass. And sometimes they've been white, brown, Black, Asian. It, it, it has nothing to do with your race. It has to do with situationally, how an upper class pushed you into being an underclass. Having said that, the Talib brothers aren't don't have that, they, it's, still, it's still part of their background. But you'd think it'd be way back there. Even within our own uh, uh, ethnic groups, we still do it to ourselves. We still do it to each other, right? All the white kids—if there's—if if your school is all white, there's still an underclass. If your school is all black, there's still an underclass. It's it's somehow in our dna but once you have achieved and overcome that why would you let yourself stumble back in with a gun in your hand fish out